Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Would you mind if I started by asking you a question? What is your view of God? Now maybe you don't have one. And maybe if you do, it's derived from the picture that the great artists used to produce. You know the ones with the white bearded man leaning down from the clouds and sometimes even lightning flashes coming from his fingertips. Maybe your experience of God is of a loving father who's comforted you in a time of need. Or maybe it's a distant figure who has no meaning to us at all. Because, well, he was all about Israel, wasn't he? We shouldn't be surprised to find that we might all have a very different view of God. After all, if you ask for everyone's opinion on anyone, they would differ entirely, mainly because of our experience. It's Andy here again with another Coach House Beacon, and today, well, I was chatting to someone about their experience with teachers. Now, bear with me, because it will make sense, because I want to show that what we think about something or someone can be achieved by what we are told but what we know about someone or something is derived from our experience. We were talking about various teachers that we've come across in our school years. Now some were officious and demanded that you address them with their full titles. Others though were less demanding and tried to be our friends. The focus of all of their attention however was to get us to a point of education by whatever means. And it's strange when I look back at my school years and even my training for the police force years later that it was the discipline demanding teachers and trainers that gained my respect most. It was their desire to push me beyond myself and my ingrained limitations that created the lasting impression. Well, actually, that isn't entirely true. There was another another condition that was required for all this to work together for good. And that condition was love. These teachers knew what we needed, knew what was best for us, and it developed our characters along the way. But it was never hurtful or spiteful. In fact, some of the best care I ever experienced was from the so-called tough trainer who demanded discipline and effort. When I genuinely could not achieve something, but had tried nevertheless, They were the ones who came alongside with gentle encouragement and genuine concern. Now it was a strange mixture, but one that they had honed over many years. They had learnt how to get the best out of all the students that came to them. And I left school with a profound respect for the teachers that the newer students were in fear of. Well, mainly because of the stories they were told from older brothers and sisters. It put them off, but you have to experience to know the truth. I remember having that same fear of the same teachers when I first went to school. But my view changed over time. My first view was formed out of head knowledge. What I'd been told by others. The other though, is a far deeper understanding. And it's a heart towards someone. And that comes from experience. You see, when the Bible talks about knowing God, it's talking about the deep, heartfelt experiential knowledge that comes from close intimacy. After all, the Bible tells us to taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Now that passage is taken from the book of Psalms. 
And the Psalms are a large collection of songs and prayers used by the Israelites to worship and honour God. They can be viewed as heartfelt conversations with God, although some of them contain some pent-up frustration with the circumstances that they find themselves in. But hey, we all go through frustrating times, right? Isn't it good to know then that God can take our frustrations and can listen to them? The good thing though is that through all the Psalms, the one thing that the writers return to is the fact that God is good. You see, God is good when things are going well. God is good when things are not going so well. And God is still good when we are in the deepest, darkest experiences of life. How do I know? Well, because I've experienced it and I know it to be true. So how can God be good all the time and yet also be a judge and disciplinarian? Well, I hope my experiences from the school years and police training have helped to show how it all works hand in hand. Let's put it this way. My life without God is heading where I deserve it to head. Now, before anyone spits out their coffee and explains that we can't possibly be heading for hell because that just isn't fair, well, I have to say that it is fair. Tell me, have you ever had to tell a child how to be naughty? (laughs) We might have led them through bad examples, but the truth is we know how to be bad. It's ingrained in us. We're born with it. Now this may seem unfair as we have no choice, but actually this is what we've been handed because the choice was given a long time ago and Adam and Eve chose to disobey God. That being the case, Sin, as we call being disobedient to God, has been handed down to us throughout the generations. Now we all try and make excuses for it and justify our actions. And maybe, just maybe, some of you are even trying to do that right now. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. That's from Romans 6 verse 23. So by that reckoning, we all deserve death. Now if that was the end of it, It would be a tragic tale and not one worth writing a beacon about. But this is how God shows that he is good all of the time. When we can do nothing about our sinful state, like I said before, we are born with it. We we cannot turn it on or off or make amends for the bad things we have done. When we can do nothing about our sinful state, God chose to. In the Psalms we talked about earlier, 14 times in the first 50 Psalms, you will read description of God's hatred towards sinners and his wrath towards liars and so on and so on. The sad fact is that we could put our names before these accusations. It is us who are sinners that God will pour his wrath out upon. But wait, God also allows us to be saved. Now, us Christians throw this term around like confetti, but to many, it's meaningless. So here's the head knowledge and the heart knowledge bit. The term saved means what? What are we saved from? To someone who's experienced it, it means everything. But to someone who's not experienced it, well, it's just something Christians like to talk about a lot. But the truth is this. We're actually saved from God himself. Think about it. We deserve wrath, but God makes a plan 
whereby we don't have to suffer the indignity and darkness of death, but offers us a new chance of life. You can't do anything about being born in sin. It's beyond our control. So God showed that he is good and just by providing a way out for us. He provides payment for sin and directs his wrath away from us and onto the sin bearer. Now that sin bearer was Jesus, God's own son, a substitute for us, who suffered all of God's punishment and took it upon himself so that we would not have to. Instead, we've been given a new perspective and focus, life without the fear of punishment and death. What we have been saved from by God's grace is God himself. Now, all of this means nothing unless we experience it for ourselves. We can play along with the worldview thrust upon us that God isn't real and that Jesus is just a crutch to help weak people through life. Or we can taste and see that God is good. You see, knowing Jesus isn't just about reading about him, having an opinion about him. It's about having a relationship with him, experiencing his love and his care. Don't rely on your head knowledge. It will just give you an opinion. What I experience in my position is that people in church all are different and therefore opinions will differ. And sometimes they even create arguments and fallouts. But I also see a common knowledge in that we accept that God is good and that we are not. It is God who gives us the direction and determination to see things through. That isn't weakness. It takes a man to stand up and recognise that he needs help. God reached out to us, moved towards us when we were fast running away from him. And he gave us everything that we could not ever attain by our own efforts. Life forever and an answer to our emptiness. When I think back to my teachers and trainers, the ones I respect most acted out of love. They didn't need to help me better myself. They wanted to. And God wants to help us. We just need to recognise it and accept it. So why don't you taste and see that the Lord is good all of the time. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.